welcome to 512 Degrees, everybody. The podcast where we dive deep into the sizzling stories of chefs, artists, and influencers. Join us as we explore their extraordinary lives, savor their inspiring careers, and uncover the secret ingredients behind their incredible passions. Get ready to ignite your curiosity and feed your soul with zestful conversations that will leave you hungry for more. Today's guest is music producer, DJ, violinist, and singer-songwriter, Esther Anaya. Anaya is Colombian-born and has a dedication to her craft, making her a true inspiration as a Latina icon in the music industry. She has a commitment to making a positive impact while creating a musical experience beyond comparison. But before we dive deeper into the musical entrepreneur she is, please welcome Esther Anaya to the show. How are you? Hi, how are you? So excited to be here with you. I know. Thank you for joining. And I'm glad that you are not in the rain right now. So that's that's definitely a plus. Absolutely. Staying dry is today's <laughs> purpose. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, amazing. So, you know, I, I know uh, we have a pretty heavy intro for you there. But I mean, how does your journey bring you from Colombia to California? Wow. You know, it's... My story, I feel like it has been such a like roller coaster. Um, mm. You know, I'm a immigrant from Colombia. I came here as a political asylum, which is a bit different. If you know, I had to leave my country because a couple of my family members were um, killed and, and some other ones were threatened oh, wow. to life. And my dad was one of those. So he was threatened. So we had to leave our country. But um, everything started in a small town in Monteria. I was born there. I lived in Barranquilla, Santa Marta, Cartagena. So in different parts of Colombia, mm. it was like my influence growing up. And in uh, 2002, I migrated to the United States and had to start all over again, like wow. many, many immigrants uh, that come to this country. Wow, that's quite the roller coaster and such a, a scary beginning. But I mean, you made it to the green pastures on the other side, at least, right? Yes, thank God. I feel, you <laughs> know, uh, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, my dad that he like, he was like, we're leaving. And, um, yeah. and you know, took the faith step, you know, because Nama is not easy. Uh, we're three, mm -hmm. a family of five. So I have two brothers, two younger brothers, my mother, myself, my dad, and you know, just coming here and, you know, we had our life down there. I had my music life, my, my friends, family, and, yeah, and just picking up and leaving everything was like a sh very like shocking. It, it was not easy. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, especially as a kid, you know, you have all your core memories building up right there and that happens to be one of them. But then I mean, now you have even more core memories now, you know, with the success and all of the performances you've been doing. But before we get into all of that, did you grow up a violinist? Was that the first thing, you know, that that yes. you were introduced to the musical world with? Yeah, so I would probably say singing. I started singing with my dad okay. literally when I was like five years old. Oh, um, my dad cute. is a musician, loves to sing, make music. And uh, and I was sitting with him and, and write songs and do the covers for his cassettes, you know, and all this stuff. So um, singing was my first instrument. I started uh, violin when I was seven years old. Okay. Um, did some percussion as well. So I have knowledge about 
um, you know, in, in overall in music and went to a conservatory down in, in Colombia and Santa Marta, then in Barranquilla until we had to migrate here to the United States. Here in the United States, I learned how to produce and make music. Oh, that's amazing. Digitally, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I guess what got you into the DJ side of things? Because it sounds like you were producing first and then you got into DJ. Yeah. So it was like simultaneously. I, mm. uh, you know, to to be able to do um, creative edits and creative uh, things that are, you know, are a little bit more towards your own brand. Uh, you it's it's very important to learn how to produce so uh, simultaneously I was learning how to do my own edits mashups so I started both of them I went to school here in in, in Los Angeles um it was symmetry a school of music and um okay. and anonymous as well so I went to those two schools I learned how to DJ and produce um and Ableton and it was so much fun but you know what what made me get into DJing was one time I actually was called to do um, a show playing the violin with a DJ. And uh, I saw how much fun it was to play yeah. violin to everything, like hip hop. I'm really good at uh, improvisation. So, okay. you know, I could play anything. <laughs> yeah. So when I was at that event, I was like, wow, like, you know, I I want to do this and I want to do both things because once you have control of the music that you're playing, mm -hmm. you can create a vibe and you can actually express yourself better through both like the instrument, incorporating the instrument and doing creating the whole vibe of the party by your uh, song choices. Yeah. So that is what inspired me and then i was like you know what i gotta do this i i've been doing music <laughs> since i was five years old so yes. i know nothing besides this so this is not gonna be hard and like that it was definitely not hard i i was enjoying every second of it that's amazing i mean you answered my 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 next question which was gonna be how did you incorporate you know the violin into djing and I mean, I've seen some of your videos. It looks like such a vibe. Uh, everyone's going crazy. Oh, and it's yeah. just so cool <laughs> to see you live just mashing on the violin. And <laughs> I can only imagine what your creative process is like. But is it, you know, how much fun do you have on the back end of everything? Just, I guess, incorporating the violin into your mashes and, you know, making your sets come alive like that. You know what? I actually like to sit down and think like if I was someone that is coming to my own show. So I get myself in a perspective of the audience, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the consumers. So I try to think what would impress me? What would I like to see something different? What would it be that is not the usual, but what would it be something that would bring me an emotional attachment? When I choose songs, I think about that. Songs that people could sing along, brings in memories and, and you know, because if I'm going to be playing with the violin, I want them to sing it along with yeah. me, right? Yeah. So I like to do that first. I make a list of all the songs. I do my research. I like to see and, and think, like, what are the, the songs out there that people are liking now? How can I give it a, like a like a twist to it, mm -hmm. make it my own, and then boom, throw the violin. So that is like super fun. I do like different steps. So that's my first step. Like one, I go through create making the whole playlist. Mm -hmm. 
choosing all, all the songs, curating it. Then I do process of illumination. Okay. <laughs> then I sit down and I test them and I see what goes well, what sounds good, what doesn't sound good. It's yeah. just the vibe I want to go like for. What works, what doesn't work. Exactly. Where am I going to be performing? Is this like my crowd? I'm probably going to enjoy this some more over this. What city, what country? And I go through process of elimination second. And then the third one, then I, I completely go from like beginning to end of my set and I test, you know, the vibe and I switch the songs around and, and see, wow. you know, how it, it will create a more of an impact. That's so cool. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I first saw like one of your videos, when you were playing the violin during, I was in my head. I was like, no, there's no way this is real. Cause I've never seen this before. Right. And <laughs> I thought it was so amazing. I'm not trying to throw shade. So please don't come after me. But I thought mm. that was super cool. And, and it was something that I was just in disbelief about because I was like, this is like an actual experience that you're providing. It's not just your typical like EDM type of concert. You know what I mean? And that totally. goes in, that goes into your the way you call it right uh, e a e a l Esther and I alive right it's a musical mm -hmm. experience beyond comparison. Could you explain exactly where you got the e a l from or like how that just became a thing? <laughs> you know, my manager. He, okay. he, he Big ups to the manager. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I give him props for that. You know, he's very creative. Uh, uh, you know, the branding side. So. He came up with that just, you know, the moment we started working together and he was like, it's your show is an experience. Mm -hmm. So we it's a live experience. And, you know, this is what's going to be cold. And I was like, I'm taking it. I like it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. for it. <laughs> I'm glad you took it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, speaking of aside from the music side, I see that you are also involved in a lot of things, non-music. Um, you have a lot of collaborations, you know, uh, such as one with Cadillac and I believe with yeah. other artists and, and things like that. Could you maybe expand on on those kind of aspirations that you have to be more than just music as well? Totally. I feel like, you know, as a musician, as an artist, as like whatever you do, it's always important to, you know, expand. Mm. That's what creates more opportunities. That's what helps you grow. It challenges challenges you as well and i love that i love challenges mm. it makes me a better person um and when i was uh i was reached out by cadillac to become the face of um and do the, the tv commercial in the whole area of texas literally i'm not lying i always dreamed of working with brands like cadillac and um okay and to me, I always like, God, allow me to, I have so many dreams. So it was there. And I feel like it was like, you know, meant to be. And it was, you know, God answering my prayers because they just, they reached out. They found me in iHeartMedia. Um, the director, he was the one who found me on social media. And, uh, and I was like, wow, this is such a great opportunity. I am so happy to be able to represent this brand that I admire so much. And it's yeah. so iconic, you know, and and there I was doing my first TV commercial for Cadillac. And it was just a dream come true. It was so cool because I got to do a tour in Texas, expand my fanship down there. And um, it was so nice to see how people were so appreciative of, of you know, new things and so accepting my my show. They were loving it. And I was like, wow, this 
I, I, it was a blessing for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Is that definitely one of those things you get to, you know, check off that box as one Oh, of the yes. bucket list items? Yes, absolutely. Yes, it's definitely <laughs> one of the bucket lists <laughs> that has been checked out. yeah. Are there any other brands that you'd want to work with, like in that same, similar, you know, industry? Oh, yes, I have a list. I would definitely like to work with Chanel at some point. I Oh, have my, okay. yeah, that's like, I literally have, has Chanel on the back of my phone wallpaper for like two years. Now I switched it to a biblical <laughs> Okay. uh, passage, but it's still there, you know. Um, I would definitely like to work with like Coca-Cola, you know, or like Yeah. Pepsi. I really, it's, you know, their commercials and everything are so... Um, creative and I have so many ideas for that too. Definitely Oh would yeah. love to Sounds like it'd go hand makeup in hand. brands. Oh, yes, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, awesome. there's so many makeup brands as well. You know, I work with Stay Louder and and you know, I would love to have a campaign, a world like a worldwide campaign with them. That's like one of my goals. So, you know, it's there. Okay. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You put it out into the universe. I I feel like they're going to come. They're all, I'm going to see you on all these campaigns in the future. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> you know, speaking of um, nonprofits, too, you do have your own nonprofit organization, uh, ASAF Angels. And I believe, Yes. uh, is this something that's mainly for low income families where you is it that you're helping them with like musical instruments and lessons, things Yes. like that? Yes. 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 So, so Staff Angels um, is a nonprofit that provides musical instruments to low income communities, and we give the training as well. So um, we have one here in LA. We're trying to expand it. It's not an easy process. It takes time, but it's all about being consistent. And I'm super excited because my dream is to take us half angels around the world and in different countries and being able to provide musical education to low-income communities and give better opportunities for these kids to being able to one day accomplish their dreams or just give a different path to their lives um, through music, you know, make an impact in the world. And um, and right now, um, I we had one in Colombia as well. Um, and yeah, we just want to keep expanding. It keeps me so happy, you know, because sometimes, you know, you don't have money to buy an instrument. Violins Yeah. are expensive. Any instrument are very expensive. And even more expensive, the training. And then he, it's not accessible. And so many talented kids that wish someone would one day gift them something. And, you know, and this is what we want to do with the staff angels. Yeah. You know, those were crucial moments in my life when I got Mhm. my Mm first violin. Oh, my God. I can't explain how happy I was. I literally, I don't even know. <laughs> I like cried, yeah. jumped, everything. If you could do that for For kids nowadays, it's like, you know, it's you're never going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to forget as a kid Never. uh receiving that type of help and just being able to you know, have that experience and be blessed enough to get something that you never thought you would have. Um, Absolutely. you know, bless your bless your heart and soul for something like that, because you could you can really feel your your passion and love and care for, you know, these kids and families uh, because it's something Absolutely. that you've been through yourself. So uh, Yes. we definitely love to see organizations like this pop up and hopefully more and more will come and hopefully yours will continue to spread as well. 
Um, Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, with what you're doing now, so you're also the DJ for the Chargers? Oh, yes. I'm their official DJ. I do all the music during the shows, um, during the wow. games, sorry, during the yeah. games at the SoFi Stadium. And it's so much fun. Like, I enjoy every second of it. Um, yeah, I curate uh, a set prior to the game, and I do hits throughout the game. I play the violin. Um, oh, wow. I switch it around through vibes, you know, every single game. And that's fans so cool. love it. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. It seems like, you know, you're you're a true entrepreneur in like the music realm, the music industry in general. You're doing more than just, you know, DJing. You're doing more than producing. Um, you're also, you know, doing commercial ads, uh, nonprofit organizations, you know, with all this with all these accolades and achievements that continue to build your career, uh, what are some things that people don't realize are important in these times when everything seems to be working? What are something that you need to remember in the back of your mind to keep yourself going? Uh, you know, um, I would probably say faith. You know, uh, you have to believe in something else besides yourself. Mm. Um, something that gives you the strength to continue because no matter how many energy drinks you have, you wake up one day and you literally don't want to do anything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there is where you need to remember your faith and your core circle. And when I re refer to a core circle is the people, the most important people that surround you, that help you. It could be neighbor, family. For me, it's my family, my partner. And I have my best friends that no matter what, Every time I'm going through something, I could ask for an advice and the advice is never going to be like, stop, you should have done this, you should have done It's like, keep going, encouragement. And it's always important that when you're going through hard times, you know who to ask for advice. Because if you ask the wrong person, it might change the core of your life. Mm -hmm. So it's super important. And, um, and I always say that as an advice, you know, choose the closest people around you, they're going to determine and they're going to be part of your success. But uh, that's why I've cut out a lot of people that I felt that I have never, they were not good to me and they were not, you know, in hurts, but yeah. it's part of life. Yeah. That's um, very true. Yeah. It always depends on who you have around you. If they're good influences or not, uh, knowing who and when to cut, you know, when, if it doesn't seem like they're going to be beneficial uh, not only to yourself, but if yeah. like a two-way road, right? If, uh, they also have to be willing to have some growth uh, or looking for growth within you as well. Um, and I totally understand that. That's not, that's like the, one of the hardest things is cutting those out of your life. Um, yes. There's so many that are close to us, but we just don't realize they could be very negative influences. Something totally. that everyone's always dealing with, right? <laughs> Totally, totally. Like it's, you know, and it's everybody goes through that. And you just have to be a little bit more intuitive. I'm, you know, yeah. I always say, like, how do I, how does this person make me feel when I'm around them? Mm. Like, do I feel peace? Do I feel anxiety? Do I, you know what I mean? And yeah. I have just been so, um, so I've learned so much to just take a breather. Think, how am I feeling right now? 
what is having a conversation with this person? It just makes me so happy. It makes me want to talk to them. Your intuition is never going to lie. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, that feeling, that thought feeling inside, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. My gosh. And, you know, with all that said, what would you say, what is your overall mission when it's all said and done? Like, what is it that you want to be remembered for? You know, I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave, um, you know, schools of music around the world that people could benefit in, in, you know, and in the future have better opportunities for them. I want to leave a long catalog of music, music that makes people feel good, that makes them remember their good values, the good times, the, you know, and even, you know, if I'm highlighting something, some always something that is going to, you know, fulfill your heart. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, this world, we have so much going on that so I just want to focus on the positive and bring a little smile or happiness. And, you know, I dream of performing and being able to share the talent that God has given me mm -hmm. around the world. Um I feel that, you know, you change lives when you meet people, you change lives when you have encounters with people, when you share your talent. And I feel that is my purpose and, and share as much as I can from my own experience that could help older people that could relate with my story as well. And in any way that I could make an impact, it, it just, you know, it will be a goal for me. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see everything that you just mentioned. You know, you come from humble beginnings. You have unparalleled talent. Uh, you show that there are no gender barriers, you know, to DJing as you Absolutely continue not. to captivate audiences with your crazy performances, live violin during your DJ set. So unreal. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you have your organization too, ASAP Angels. So you're continuing yeah. to do a lot. And it's only the beginning, I feel like, right? There's only so much oh, yeah. more that's going to come. Um, and, you know, with that said, uh, do you have any, like, dates you want to plug? What you're looking forward to, you know, mo what you're most looking forward to next? Anything with that sense? Floor is yes. yours if you want to plug anything. I'm so yeah, super excited. I have a lot of music. Well, I'm playing in EDC Mexico, so prepare is oh, going to wow. be my first time EDC Mexico. So this is, you know, a milestone of mine that I've been wanting to accomplish for a long time. So preparing for that, I am also going to be releasing um, the remake of Bittersweet Symphony, which is one of the most iconic songs, and I've always wanted to uh, recreate it. Uh, it's a collaboration with Zach Noel. I have another collaboration with Sean Kingston coming in the summer. Oh, wow. Yes, I have um, another collaboration with Damon Sharp, and we have um, a, a song called Lost in Dubai. And I am so excited because all these songs represent um, a part of my life. They represent so much of, of my passion, who I am as an artist. So I can't wait for everybody to hear them and, um, and, come, and come watch it live, you know? Um, yeah, so can't wait. That's amazing. Awesome. I mean, thank you for, for joining us, Esther and Aya. It's been a pleasure getting to know more about you and just know what your mission is and what your goal is and to hear it from you, you know, what your your process is and how you got into all this. I mean, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had a, a great time with you. 
And thank you for having me. And I wish you the best of the best in the podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And for those of you tuned in, this is Esther and I signing off. Thank you for joining this amazing exploration into the world of Esther and Aya. I hope you're feeling inspired, motivated, and maybe even a little ready to bust out your dancing shoes. To keep the good vibes going, head over to Instagram and follow Esther at Esther and I. See what she's up to. Get a peek behind the scenes and witness the magic unfold. And if you want to dive even deeper, visit her website at estherandaya.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a follow at Texas Tasty on Instagram and at the Texas Tasty on Twitter. Future episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dominique Renton signing off. Until next time, y'all.